Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Groover. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kathy Groover. And I'm Jason Mefford. And today, it's just us, right? We, we usually have a guest, but I know we... We like to do a lot of these two where it's just the two of us just talking with you. Just the two of two us. Da, 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 just the two of us. You and that's I. what we're going to do for the next 20 minutes. We're just going to sit here and sing and, and fill fill in, you know, when we can't remember the, <laughs> the words for part da, of the song. No, but we thought we'd we thought we'd come back in and talk a little bit about relationships as well. And, um, you know, one of the things that kind of triggered, I'm, I'm reading a book, it's a biography on Warren Buffett, you know, one of the richest men in the world, guy's worth, I don't know, hundred and some billion dollars, some more money than God, right, that he's never going to be able to spend. But I thought it was interesting, because he's, you know, he's one of the smartest guys in the world from an investor standpoint. Uh-huh. He went to Columbia, studied under, I mean, Ivy League education, studied under, you know, great great professors but what i found interesting in the book is one of the things that he was most proud of was actually a a dale carnegie seminar that he went to over a weekend like back in the 1950s and he has that proudly displayed in his office as one of what he thinks is his greatest achievements but but the more that i'm i'm reading through the book see that it's been one of the keys to his success not because he went to Dale Carnegie, but because what he learned there about relationships has carried through in his life in the way that he, you know, the author calls it, he Carnegized them. But, you know, when, when, when you think about it, you know, how to win friends and influence people is a seminal book. Yeah. you know, from a hundred years ago that a lot of the things that are in there and, and, and not to get into all the different things, but, you know, the idea that when you focus on relationships and you have good relationships, most of the other things you might consider challenges go away. Yeah. Or a lot of times when we think we have challenges, especially with another person, it's a relationship issue and it's usually our fault, not theirs yeah. <laughs> as well. Well, and it's interesting that you say that because I do, I read a lot of relationship books because I coach a lot of people in relationship. I mean, I I do couples coaching and that sort of thing. And one of the books that I was reading, and for a moment, I was like, oh, I hate this. One of the things the book said was every, how I'm very paraphrasing, but something to the effect of every fight you ever had with your ex, everything they ever shouted at you in anger, everything they ever accused you of, there's a glimmer of truth in all of that. They could have phrased it better and they could have been kinder in their wording. But if you look at those criticisms that they had of you, truly look at them, there's some nugget of truth to it. And I was like, crap, but it's true. It's like, if I look back at all the fights, all the criticisms, there's a nugget of truth to it. Could it have been said kinder? Could it have been said in a better tone? Could it have been in a way that I would have accepted it more? Yes. And it was all true in some way, you know, so it's like it, it, it sucks to look at that because it does force you to hold up a mirror and go, oh, I did do that thing or I do act like that or I do say those things that way or, you know, it, it, it's, so, um, it's so difficult for us to look at ourselves that way, but we grow and evolve through those relationships. We can't do it alone. It's through relationships that we actually move forward and become a better person. 
Well, it's interesting that you use the word mirror, right? Because this is actually one of the the tools that I teach people that I'm coaching, you know, from a leadership standpoint, because, you know, as a leader, you've got to have relationships with peers, with your, you know, with your people that are working for you, with your boss, and also with yourself, right? Which Uh is a relationship that I know we've talked about before. But I, but I, I'm telling people all the time, it's like, you know, the reason that that person reacted that way, hold up a mirror, right? Because usually the world around you is just mirroring what you're doing. So yes, could that person have said it in a, in a better, kinder, gentler way? Probably, Uh but chances are the reason they said it the way they did is because that's the energy that you're putting off too, right? And they're just reflecting back to you what you're doing or how you're showing up in the relationship, you know, and and I know, especially as a, as a, as a guy that has gone through a divorce before I hated going to couples counseling because it was always, uh, I felt like that it was always about what Jason is doing wrong, Uh right? Through, through, through the whole thing, but there's always two sides to it. And like you said, so much of the time when people have trouble with relationships, they want to try to fix the other person. Yeah. That'll never work, right? That's a broken strategy. Uh-huh. But if you worry about fixing yourself, yeah, then our relationships tend to resolve themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. You can't fix the relationship unless you're, you're looking at yourself. And the other thing, and I think this was a, was a, um, Get, uh, getting the love you want is uh, the book that I really like, Harville Hendricks. And one of the things I believe it was his book that he was talking about was um, something I know I'm totally, oh my God, it like, <laughs> totally went out of my head. I like in remembering his name, I forgot the point that I was going to make. Um, oh, that the reason we're in relationship and one of the reasons that he was supporting like this concept of marriage, which I think is sort of going out of our society. I talked to so many people younger than us who were like, who needs to get married? I don't, you know, marriage is an out, started to be an outmoded thing. But one of the things he said was when you're in that committed relationship, whether we call it marriage or not, you are then forced to work on yourself. You're forced to work on your relationship. Whereas if you just go, ah, this is hard, I'm done then you never get to evolve and grow yourself. So one of the things that he said was such a value in relationships was the ability to grow and work out all that parental shit that you couldn't do when you were a kid. You now get to work that out through a peer, through a spouse, through a partner. Um, And that's where he found the value in relationships. And I kind of thought about that and went, yeah, because, you know, so much of our crap comes from our parents, the relationships we had, the way we were talked to, the way we spoke about ourselves. If we can work that out with a partner, then we start to grow and evolve and we let those old wounds go. Well, and because a lot of the, a lot of the ways that we show up in relationships is the way that we've been indoctrinated or taught. And again, we learn that usually from our parents, right? And, and so that's why it, 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 it's interesting because, you know, here in the U.S., we've got a big divorce rate, um, you know, bigger. I, I was shocked the numbers are something like, you know, 50, 50 to 60% first marriage, but it's like 75 to 80% on second marriage. Third marriage is like 90%. Oh, God. Yeah, it's just like, it's crazy, right? Because people just continue to carry their shit with them. They never, yeah. they never fix themselves. They always blame yeah. and think the other person is the problem when the whole time they were the one that needed to change, right? Yeah. 
and and this came out because again you know some different people that i know again considering divorce you know and and some of the coaching that i've heard them receive you know relates to things like the kids because a lot of time people will say well i don't want to get divorced because of the kids i uh -huh. want to hang out you know and and stay in the relationship even though it's toxic maybe emotionally abusive physically abusive whatever for the kids sake and i'd never thought about it this way but but in in hearing some of the coaching the you know the coach turns it back around and says are you kidding what do you think you're showing your children by staying in a relationship like that right because we're teaching our children and they're going to then mimic us going forward. Yeah. And so that's why, again, we have generations of these things carrying on, right? And, and so the reality is we've all got our baggage, yeah. right? We all learned to be who we are based on what we were taught, what we were, you know, what we saw as an example. Yeah. And it's up to us to change that or break the cycle if you want it to be different in your life and, you know, potentially if you have children or other people mm -hmm. um, as well. Yeah. And I love that you say break that cycle because I was talking to a girlfriend and she's doing the online dating thing. Um, and she made the joke. She goes, I swear to God, I keep picking the same guy in a different shirt. Like every guy I pick has the same personality, the same way he talks to me. He's overbearing. He's judgmental. He's negative. He's why do I keep picking the same guy? And I said, what were your parents like? <laughs> you know, and she, and it, was, it was this, yeah, I was, just, oh. and was like, what are your parents like? And then I kind of, you know, I'm like, she's going to throw something at me. Um, what, what, what was that? What was modeled for you? And it turned out that it was sort of this perfect combination of both her mom and her dad of these guys she was picking. And I said, you know, you keep picking this because you've not dealt with that issue. And maybe it's gonna take one of these guys to help you deal with that issue or sit down with yourself, with a therapist, with a coach, with a whatever, and figure out why you keep picking a different guy in the, you know, same, same guy, different shirt, figure out why that's happening. What is underneath that? What do you need from that relationship? And maybe you can break that cycle, but it takes a lot of self-reflection. And it does take honesty of looking at yourself and your own flaws and faults and wounds and that can be really difficult to do. Well, and especially because, you know, like, like with your friend's example, you know, if she's continually picking, right, guys that treat her the same way, uh -huh. typically there's usually something within ourselves, right? Because, yeah. uh, you know, and it gets, it gets deeper. And, you know, as a hypnotherapist, you know, this as well, too, right? And coaching people that, that a lot of times when, when we keep attracting the same thing that we say we don't want, that's consciously we're saying we don't want it, but there is some subconscious reason why we keep wanting uh -huh. to attract it. And a lot of times it goes back to feeling like I don't deserve yeah. anything better. I mean, yeah. you see this, especially it's pronounced in abusive, physically abusive relationships, you know, where, where, you know, a partner is physically abused, they break away, they leave that person, they go and find another person that's going to physically abuse them. Yeah. Often because it's, again, they get caught in their shit and they, they feel like that's, that's what I deserve. Yeah. And until right. they, until they change that about themselves, until they come up with a different story, love themselves more and realize they do deserve somebody who actually loves them and doesn't hit them. <laughs> 
yeah. every human deserves that yeah until they until they come to that realization um they tend to keep keep going through that pattern yeah and it's hard it's really hard to step out of that you know we're talking about this both of us in very loving supportive relationships right now mm -hmm. i i'm divorced as well i know how hard it was to step out of that and i was in a, a pattern of not physical abuse but of some psychological bullshit and gaslighting and some narcissistic stuff and it, it you know people go oh my god you're the strongest woman i know why would you put up with that well i had to deal with all of that shit that got passed down from my family that those patterns that were ingrained in me the i don't want to be the bad guy i don't want to make waves the eh, your opinions don't matter the you know you're not worth blah 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 you know that's all stuff that was programmed in me since i was a kid and what was so great is now being able to look back at that relationship and see where can I grow, go from that, grow from that? What have I learned from that? What can I take good out of that experience into my future relationships? And while I was single and doing the dating thing, there were red flags that popped up immediately where I went, you know what? It's been so great to know you. This is just actually not a good fit. So I'm going to, so I'm going to not see you anymore. And I never had the strength to do that before. So it's like, I got to to grow through that and then i'm also finding that affecting my business relationships and my coaching relationships and you know to quote again my uncle of what he's he's an amazing salesman sales his entire life if they like you they'll see you if they trust you they'll buy from you they're not going to trust you unless you build a relationship with them and that goes back to social media and that goes back to people you meet at a mixer or a, a schmooze thing for business it's about building those relationships and you have to know yourself to do that well, and, and, and you do, you have to know yourself to, to be able to be in relationship authentically with somebody else, right? Because if not, yeah. we're showing up or pretending to be somebody else. And you see that from the dating perspective, right? I mean, people typically show up, they're trying to put on the best air, so they get the second date or whatever, yep. right? But they forget to be themselves. And so yeah. it's, it's, it's difficult to be in a healthy relationship with anyone if you're not in a healthy relationship with yourself yeah and that's usually what people always forget or don't think about is they think the other person is going to give them what they need when yeah. what they need is always been inside of themselves right and and what's so fascinating too because you know that the the gandhi quote that paraphrases you know be the change you want to see in the world so many people are trying to change the world or want to change the world or want to change the relationship they have uh -huh. by changing the external yeah. environment that will never work uh -huh. right the only way that you actually change is by changing yourself yeah. and as you change again back to that mirror the world will start to reflect back how you are changing. Yeah. And so literally the world around you will start to change. People who have been, you mm -hmm. know, challenges in the past, all of a sudden will not be so challenging. Yep. And, but it, but it really has to start with us, you know, ourself. Yeah. And it's so interesting. I've done so much self-work. 
I mean, my mom died when I was young. I know you dealt with some loss when you were young as well. Mm -hmm. That kind of forces you to really look at yourself and you can take it one of two ways. You ignore it and kind of rebel and never look at, never pull it out of the box and go one way, or it makes you go, you know what, I'm going to think about this and I'm going to reflect on this. And this is interesting. And I, I say that because I had an interesting experience. We were just in Turkey and we went to mother Mary's house, which was so cool. It was, uh, allegedly where she spent the final like last three to five years of her life. And it was up on this mountaintop and it was this teeny little house. And there's a nun in there making sure that people just walked through. I mean, literally it was like maybe 15 feet from the beginning to the end of this house. And it was cordoned off with ropes. And I stepped into the house. I'm a huge fan of mother Mary. And I stepped into the house and I was like, Oh, oh my God, I want to stay in here like all day. Like I want to sit down and meditate. This is the kind of thing I want to like drink in. I don't want to just walk through, but there was a bunch of people, a tour bus had just gotten there and there's people behind me. And I'm like, Ugh, I guess I'm just walking through. So we get to the end. And I, I said to my boyfriend, I went, oh, I kind of want to kind of want to go spend more time in there. And he said, well then, you know, go back in. I'll wait. There was nobody in line. There was nobody in there. I step in the door and I just close my eyes and I kind of open my hands and I just kind of stand there and I could hear people coming behind me and I kind of went Ugh. and I turned and look and there's people coming so I started to walk through and the nun goes and she moved the ropes and created this little pocket on the side and she kind of stood me there so that I could stay in and experience this thing that I clearly wanted to be experiencing and the people could go by me. And I, I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. And I stood there and I, I closed my eyes. I meditated for maybe like three to five minutes. And I realized I probably should go. I can't stand in here all day. And I walked out and Eric said, how was it? And I said, it was so amazing. This woman like moved the ropes because she could see that I wanted to be in there. And he said, do you notice people do things like that a lot for you? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, we've been so many places where complete strangers give you opportunities like that. They give you a special thing because they see how amazing you are. They see how you pro to project yourself to the world and people want to do things like that for you. And I'm just like, oh my God. I mean, like it, it suddenly struck me of because of what I project and my kindness and how I am to people, just how I am as a being, others recognize that. And I get these incredible opportunities and these experiences that most people don't get to have. And it, I, I really think it's a, a, it's a product of all of the work that I've done on self and who I am as a, as a person. Well, and it's you being, right? Because again, that nun, when you went in, she could sense the energy and why you were there. She knew. Yeah. She knew. Yeah. And, you know, you, you were there for a particular purpose with a particular intention. You'd set uh -huh. an intention as well. And she knew you weren't the normal noisy tourist who's just there on the tour bus doesn't who, give a flying yeah, find fuck a walk through this yeah find a walk through but somebody who's really there and being uh -huh. who you are you know the world opens up to us i yeah. mean that's a real life example of manifestation folks well and i was just gonna say you have to know what you have to go for what you want uh and make a different choice because i got to the end we very easily could have just met our driver and left and i sat with myself for a second, like, you know, I want to go back in. And so I did that, you know, I took action because, you know, when we were talking about Victoria with, with Victoria Gallagher, who does all the manifestation stuff, 
you still have to do something. <laughs> you can't just sit around and just manifest. You can't just sit around and visualize. You actually have to take action. And I think part of that is the ask. You know, I went back in there expecting to have that experience. Another really weird example. So we're going to Las Vegas for New Year's and there's an event we want to go to at a place called Area 15. And I've been checking every day. When are tickets going on sale? When are tickets going on sale? When are tickets going on sale? And I finally, the tickets were up. I'm like, yes. I click on the thing. It says pre-sale over. And there was no other way to buy tickets. So I'm like, well, crap, how do I? So I get on the website, which leads me to the Facebook page, me doing the work, taking action. And I end up messaging them. And I said, hey, do you know when tickets are going to go on sale? They said, pre-sale's on right now. And I wrote back and I said, oh, unfortunately, it looks like I missed that. The button says pre-sales over, really disappointed, wanted to get the tickets at this price. And the woman goes, I turned it back on for you. Go buy them now. <laughs> and I went, what? <laughs> and I turned back because Eric's usually sitting behind me. And I said, oh, my God, they turned the pre-sale back on for me. And he goes, what? And I said, we just. No, I was <laughs> expecting he was going to say, of course they did, Kathy. <laughs> But it's like, because I inquired and I asked and I made my disappointment, you know, I was like, hey, oh, I really kind of wanted to do this. And then, oh, we'll turn it back on for you. And I got the tickets at a so much better price than what I would have had I waited for the actual sale ticket. And it's like, it's about asking. It's about presenting yourself. It's about being authentic. I wasn't a dick about it. I was like, I was like, hey, oh, that's a bummer. You know, I was hoping to get these tickets. It looks like it's closed already. And change opened up for me. Well, and again, it's because you chosen to change yourself the world around you changes to match what you're doing yeah now please whoever's listening and you're going well kathy's an asshole what I, okay there are moments i'm impatient and i'm judgmental <laughs> and i'm a jerk and i'm rude to people on the free there are moments that i that that i have that <laughs> i'm trying so hard to make different choices i'm trying so hard to stay in that presence and in that stillness and in that change it's a constant struggle. It's a constant struggle. You can do it. It takes work. It really does take work. Yeah, it does. And, and again, I mean, it shows that, you know, again, relationships are important relationships with other people, but you know, the one thing that, you know, so many people forget is they want better relationships, but they never focus on taking care of the relationship with themselves first. If you take care of that first and you become that kind of person, the other stuff around you tends to just fall in line, just like mm -hmm. these couple of examples that you were have, have talked about here. But, you know, if you're kinder, you will see other people around you be kind as well. Yeah. If you are loving to people, you will see people around you be more loving. Now, the flip side, if you're more angry, you're going to see more people around you being angry, right? Yeah. Because it's that mirror again. And so, yeah, we're all human. We all make mistakes. There's days I have bad days too. But the more we can try to be, be in that place where we want to be and emitting that love and, you know, being in healthy relationships with other people and with mm -hmm. ourselves the more we're going to see those things around us. Yep. Yay. Yeah. And what a beautiful place to end. <laughs> yeah. Look at yourself. I mean, it's sometimes it's uncomfortable and it's scary. And this is why a lot of people don't meditate. They are afraid of what they're going to find in that silence. And, and I get it. It's, it's sometimes rough. And if we don't know what's in there, we can't help it.
we can't fix it. So, yeah, cool. I am Kathy. Gr oh, you have anything last to say before I? Oh, I think that's probably a good way to end it because again, and it's and it's one of those where again we kind of we we weaved and, and wove a little bit, but you know, again, as you listen to this, there was something that jumped out at you that's going to make your life better today. And so, you know, next time you listen to this, there's probably going to be something else that's going to pop out that's going to make your life better that day. And so we're just here to serve and mm -hmm. spread the love that we're, that we're trying to, to share as well. So, yeah, I love it. You're fabulous, Jason. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. All right. I am Kathy Groover. I can be reached at kathygroover.com. And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out and have a great week. Catch you on the next episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. See ya. See ya.